We all know and love our local businesses, but do we really know the people behind the business? Your hosts, Eric Fix and Stephen Flitico from the Genesee County Chamber, sit down with the local business owners of our region and discuss their stories and insights on what it's like owning and operating a business in Genesee County and why. Okay, welcome back. Behind the business, Genesee County, New York. Oh, I gotta get my phone out. Right. Um, special guest star, guest co-host, Sarah Stockwell with me again. Hi, Sarah. Hello. Um, that's Sarah's special sound. So Thank you. You're welcome. Um, so today we have another great guest, and he traveled a long way to be here. Um, we have Don Brown from Charles Men's Shop slash Batavia Bootery. How you doing, Don? I'm well, thank you. Um, for anybody that doesn't know, we record at GoArt in the GoArt studio. And Don Brown works at Charles Men's Shop, which is across the street. So it's nice and easy for him to get over here. Um, okay, Don, so more or less what this is, is we're going to talk about the story behind you and how you got started and, you know, what you're doing today and, and those kind of subjects. So how about we start with your, your start at Charles Men's Shop? When was that? Okay, so uh, I came on board in uh, 1994, and uh, maybe technically 93, but 94, I came on board full-time. Okay, and how did you know Dave? So, uh, you know, a little, uh, not everybody knows Dave is my uncle, and so I grew up with him, and he was in the business and worked in a store in Canadagua. Uh, and I would come back from wherever I lived in different parts of the country and I would come back in the summers and work at the store. Okay. And, uh, that's, that's what happened. And then, uh, I went to college. I didn't work at the store while I was going to college and also worked in, in Rochester at various different jobs. And, and he needed help when they moved out of the mall and into the Masonic temple building. And we built that store out and, uh, I ended up just staying yeah, so. I didn't realize you'd been there since '94. I mean, yeah. I knew you had been there a long time, but yeah, we actually built the store out in I think summer of '93, I believe. I can't remember exactly, but something like that. I was working a computer programming job in Rochester, and then coming there and working all night to get the store prepared. So okay, and um, where did you grow up? So I grew up in different places, uh, Hammondsport until I was uh, 11-ish, and then Chicago. And then my last few years in high school were in Baltimore, and then I lived in Atlanta for a couple of years. Okay. and then A you, couple months, I'm sorry. Okay. And then you just ended up in Batavia with, so, with Dave. So I, yeah, so I ended up back here, and I, well, I went to college here. I went to Elmira College, and, you know, they gave me the most money, and so I just stayed, and, and for the most part... You know, I made my life here, and I had family here, so it made sense. Okay. Um, so, you know, we'll we'll start with the men's shop here. How about we talk sure. about a little bit of the history there? Um, I mean, how long you guys been around? So the men's shop's been, we were incorporated in 1947. I believe uh, Charles Anzalone started it in 45, and uh, uh, Will Neff and Bill Morth bought it. In 47, after they got home from the war and it was incorporated. So there was, you know, th that's how it started. And we've been, Dave bought it in 84, 85, I think. Okay. I came on board in 94 and uh, we're still going at it. Yeah. And, you know, what's what's changed over their years, if if anything? Uh, not too much. You know, we do things the old way, you know, and, and in a lot of ways. We, we have very little... Uh, 
very little technology, you know, so to speak. Um, you know, with communications, we do. Obviously, we use iPads and phones and, and whatnot. But as far as our billing, and we have a little bit of it, we do some QuickBooks accounting, and but a lot of it's paper and ledger and handwriting and, and whatnot. So Yeah, and I mean, you guys are obviously built around a, a high level of service. So our service has not changed. That's So when you say what's changed in the business, uh, the way we do business is the same thing that they did business the same way in 1925 in the men's shop. As soon as there were production level suits in the tailoring, then we've done it all exactly the same for all these years. We really haven't deviated at all. Yeah. Now, do you guys, you guys do all the custom tailoring there? We have a full tailor shop on the premises and we do do a lot of it there, but we have two overflow tailors that work for us in Rochester out of their homes and, uh, they're by trade commercial tailors. So they're not your average go to the corner and have my, you know, dress shortened or, or whatever. These guys are, you know, classically trained tailors that, that really pump out a lot of work, collar work, shoulder work, a lot of, you know, strong hands kinds of work. Uh, and, you know, at a commercial price for us, because we do a lot, well, we give them a lot of business and they, they give us a, a more of a commercial price. So, and that's how we do it. It's- so what does a typical day look like to you over there? So, uh, well, it used to be get up in the morning and get here. And then, uh, you know, uh, you'd be surprised, you know, back when I started 20, you'd have people waiting at the door to get in in the morning. And we do have some of that today, but not nearly as much. So, you know, my first hour, hour and a half is, is dealing with, you know, my email and my text messages in the morning and, and my, what I need to get done. Um, I, I get an awful lot of, uh, things that I have to answer for in the morning. And so my first hour, definitely is is that and then i get ready and go to work and usually i make a run to our tailors so i'm always picking things up or dropping things off and then i get to the store and then i have a whole nother level of emails that i have to deal with you know uh that i don't have to deal with in the morning the the morning is the more important filtered and then uh, from there, it's day to day. You know uh, what the stores look like. They have to be clean. They have to be neat. They have to be organized, and so I make sure that happens. Um, uh, and then you know customers. You know I, I often have. We don't really take appointments, but you know I have so many people that come from out of the area, and they'll call and say, "Okay, I'll be there at eleven thirty, or I'll be there at one," and uh, you know we'll take care of them, and you know maybe do lunch and come back and finish out the day nice how many employees do you have over there right now so right now we have four okay and uh you know we're we're looking for people now yeah for sure yeah yeah well yeah you guys are starting to get into busy season we're starting to get in our prom season now prom season my day is a little different prom season (laughs) you know you might have to get there a little earlier uh it's we still do a lot of tailored clothing during prom season for sure but uh uh kids in and out you know we do the majority of the the tuxedos in this whole region and so it takes a lot of time and it takes a lot of the time throughout your day yeah so uh i went in there for my wedding 
Um, and I have about probably four or five suits from you guys over the years. Indeed. Only three of them fit right now, but maybe <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that later. Um, so we went in there for a wedding and, you know, people that might not know my brother, Brian, he's, he's very particular about what he wears. And, and then I went in after him and, and I was like, Don, just, just tell me what I should do and, and you handle it. And he was like, <laughs> It's funny. I talked with your brother. It took like two weeks. You, it took like, you know, two minutes. And I was like, yeah, I mean, but people come in there for that kind of service because, you know, you guys are the experts that they, they want to get your opinion on things. Right. Everybody, everybody's different. That's for sure. And we do. One of the things that's changed, if you ask what's changed in our business, I will give you something that's changed. You know, we are always, our store is steeped in tradition. So traditional clothing is, uh, you know, it doesn't change much. It's, it's, uh, <clears throat> steeped in tradition you know so you you do the same thing your father did that your grandfather did now there'll be subtle changes over time and a long periods of time but you know one of the things that i brought to the business at the men's shop is an element of fashion an element of of style that is uh segued from tradition so uh that brings a bit uh, more color to the line, you know, where men typically blues, grays, charcoals, you know, there's a lot more color in our store than there's ever been. And I'm catering to a younger customer today that I never, never had. I mean, most people found us because their grandfather or father brought us, brought them in or because they moved up in the world and all of a sudden they needed better clothing and they needed to look, look the part. Today, as you say, people are finding us for fashion, for style advice and for, you know, how should it fit? Or I want to look, I want it to look like this, or it's the opposite of tradition. I don't want it to look like my father, but I want a nice suit that's tailored, but I don't want to look crazy either. So, uh, and that is really the sweet spot that we have. I was going to say, that's like a very thin line. I mean, between it, looking crazy and looking great. I, but then when you have a suit that's different and unique, it's like you get everybody comments on yeah, it. Yeah. When you see it, you know what it is. Uh-huh. Like right. it's right, right. Perfect. Uh-huh. So, so we like to call that exclusivity and we do provide that. We provide that in many different manners in the traditional world, the old traditional world, the more expensive and richer the fabrics you bought, um, the more exclusivity you had. And you don't see it as a guy walking down the street. You see it when you're standing next to the guy that has a big box suit on. It shows right up. Uh, and that's what I do. That's why I can't buy it. We go to all the national shows because I can't buy it uh, online. It's not possible for the, the quality of, of materials that we sell. So Yeah, and I will tell you, um, the pants and the shirts and the few suits I have from you guys they're the ones I always get comments on. People are always like, you look nice Thank today. You. And I'm like, mm, we work hard. <laughs> I look nice every day. We work but hard. At today you look nice because you're wearing Charles Munchop stuff. Oh, okay. Um, so let's let's transition here and we'll talk a little bit about the bootery too. Okay. Um, you know, Batavia Bootery, Main Street Batavia. Re- I mean, I want to say recent, but it's been about five years now. Sure, sure. Uh, so why don't you talk a little bit about how that got started? Okay, so... Uh, <clears throat> That was a collaboration between P.W. Miner and uh, Dave Howe and I. Uh, uh, the owner of P.W. Miner at the time, uh, Mr. Zeliff, came to us and wanted us to open a retail store. And uh, he had tried a couple pop-ups during holiday time, and it wasn't a, what they were looking for. And uh, Dave and I told him, no, you know, we're, we're already working nights, you know, we, we don't have time. And it was true. We were, we were busy. Um, uh, and you know, he pushed the issue and thankfully he did. And we, 
threw our irons into the fire and we created Batavia Bootery. And uh, the idea there is it's, uh, again, a service-oriented brick-and-mortar sit-and-fit shoe store where we measure you and fit the shoe to you. It's not a custom shoe store. It's... uh, it's a, uh, you know, a, just a, a full service shoe store where you get different fits and different inserts. Yeah. Well, then again, it's it's still that high level of, of brands and, you know, quality. Yes. Um, and I think that's what makes it so unique. I have a few Batavia Bootery shoes, too. Um, but, you know, to to have a spot like that where you can come in and sit down and have that service provided to you is, is not seen everywhere. No, it's, it's really interesting. There's a whole story about, you know, how the shoe, that shoe store and that the old mom and pop stores disappeared and, and the time was right to bring one back. And, and what I think it took the collaboration of someone like Mr. Zeliff, someone like PW Miner that had, you know, the wherewithal, the, the partnership really, really made it kick fast. And we, we've grown exponentially in the last we're five years in and and we're very pleased yeah and i mean it makes sense too you got the men's shop and you got the bootery and they're about 100 yards away from each other you know you can make a real experience out of it so you know the men's shop i was always going to do some shoes anyway it was getting to the point where there weren't any good shoe stores left so i had good suit customers that would come in and say where can i get a good pair of shoes and i would only be able to send them to another better men's shop (laughs) Is that I didn't want to do that. So it made sense. I was always going to do at least, you know, six pair of business shoes or, you know, dress shoes or something like that. So for us, it took the pressure off there for sure. Now we just sent them to the bootery and, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's been interesting. It's, uh, really with the bootery, it's a, we get more people from out of the area than, than you'd suspect, you know, uh, that, that to me is, you know, satisfying. I like that. Yeah. I mean, well, you guys have built such a reputation for yourself. Uh, through the men's shop and then now extended into the bootery that, yeah. you know. And it's good for downtown, you know. Uh, one of the things that we like to do is promote Batavia. And, you know, um, <clears throat> sometimes being a little bedroom community like we are, we get, you know, there's a stigma as compared to, all the, oh, the bigger cities and whatnot. Well, you know, we just had a dozen ladies, astute retired ladies that came down to walk the Ellicott Trail. Then they went to, to lunch at a, a you know one of our downtown restaurants here, and then they came over to the bootery and spent a significant amount of money. And then they go and tell all their friends, and then well, the, pretty soon there's somebody else taking car rides up, and we're proud of that. I mean that that really we like to show it off, not just our stores, but the whole community and, and what other things there yep. are here. Yep, I was I was picking up a fish fry at Olacy's on, Olacy's on Friday. And when I was in there, there was a group of people, and I could tell they were from out of town, and they finished their food, and they said, oh, it's excellent. Now we're going to Oliver's. And right. it's like, that's exactly what we want to build into this community is that there's more than just this one thing to do here. You know, you can make a day out of it. Yeah, you have to give them a reason to come downtown for more than just you. And, you know, I think that's it. You know, we have the throughway, and we have Route, you know, 5 going right past us. Um, you know, these are, to me, an opportunity. You just have to give them a reason to stop. Yeah. Yeah. And you have to convince people from Rochester and Buffalo that we're not a hundred miles away too. You know, yeah. well, you know, that's part of the stigma. Well, you're way out in Batavia. Well, you know, okay. 30 minutes away. It takes longer to get to Webster for most of them. I say that all the time. You can drive from one side of Rochester to the, the yeah. other and it take longer than to get to Batavia. Yeah. 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 Got any, got any questions about the bootery? No? Okay. Well, the way we wrap everything up for these podcasts okay. is we do a final four. 
Um, and basically, it's like a quick hitter questions about you and okay. things like that. And Eric usually does it, so Sarah's going to do it today. Okay, Sarah. So go ahead, take All it right. away. Question number one. What was your first job? Uh, picking grapes when I was 11 years old. Right, 11, right around 11, 12, something. I got my first work permit picking grapes. That's why I don't eat Concord grapes anymore. <laughs> Yeah, we ate five and picked two. Yeah. Right? S- suppressed memories. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Definitely. Uh, that's why my grandma always took me blueberry picking because I wouldn't eat them. Right. So <laughs> <laughs> what was uh, your first car? Uh, 71 Dodge Challenger. Nice. Nice. What color was it? It was, uh, well, it was originally uh, blue like that jacket over there, which is uh, sort of a royal kind of, but I had rebuilt it and it was... Uh, Dave that at originally and went through the flood of Hurricane Agnes and we rebuilt it anyways and we painted it. It was at the time a, like a metallic brown from Chrysler. Okay. So. I have a Dodge Charger. I okay. love Chargers so, so, and Challengers. Yeah. 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 And I like those the seventies ones so too. That's how I learned to do all my car work. So, you know, I pretty much don't take my cars as a mechanic. So oh, wow. that's a second, third hobby of mine. <laughs> there you go. Cool. I didn't know that. What is the last book or podcast or article that you read? Oh, I don't know. We YouTube so much anymore. Um, I always, I do enjoy the dinner party um, from NPR, dinner party podcast. Uh, I like nice. those. Okay, I have to check it out. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. And if you had any superpower, which one would you want? Oh, I, I just like I tell my daughter for I want it for Christmas. I'd create world peace. That's a first. I mean, uh, if you if you had the power to do anything, you'd, you'd want peace. I think, yeah, especially in today's climate. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a, a lot of distraught and uh, outrage in the news cycles today, and you know most of it doesn't amount to much. So, That's nice, create world peace. That's a heck of a superpower. It's the first time I've heard that. Cool. All right. Well, thank you, Don. That's it. We'll wrap it up here. Okay. I appreciate you coming in. Thank you very much for having me. Of course. Um, You know, check us out on any of your favorite podcasting apps, and we'll see you next time. This podcast is brought to you as a public service from the Genesee County Chamber of Commerce. For more episodes, listen and subscribe on any of your favorite podcast apps, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and many more. See you next time. Next time. Next time. Next time. Next time.